Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 9, Episode 8, Alien Messages. New phone. Who dis? You up. up. <laughs> That's the alien message you hope you get, right? In the middle DM. of the night. You up? Yeah. Hey, what, you up? Is it you up? And then what is it? Is it like what you do? Why? W-Y-D? What you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yoda. Um, Me play pee-pee in your joke. Yeah. Uh-oh. What the? Uh-oh. Everything okay with the record? Yeah, All right. That's no joke. Not the record, but the machino. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, it's uh, Monday night again here. It's a little early for us, which is good because both of us are pretty fried. Yes. Like an egg from the weekend. Long, hot weekend. Out a lot of sun. crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sucked a lot of cock. <laughs> scored pretty hard. Yeah. And smoked it all. I mean, you did. There was a small, tiny dog of mm-hmm. our friend Dorsch Gorner who literally, oh, literally humped your Jumping arm ahead. so hard that he came on the ground. Yeah. And we're not, <laughs> we are not kidding. This is probably like a oh. what? Five pound dog. Yeah, it's a Chinese know. hairless crested, who wow. isn't Chinese. I'm like, right. okay, why? Why but either way? Then yeah. Anyways, he has large nuts and cock mm-hmm. for his frame. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he he's the one dropping loads in the house because then they yeah. have a Doberman Pinscher who right. also has massive cock and balls, but right. not dropping loads. Right. So he the the tiny dog was so horned up yeah. and usually just wants to bite people. Yeah. That he got a super t- skittish, anxious, he scared got a dog. Little taste of Steve, a little whiff. Yeah, okay? very weird. You know, I get that all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just can't help himself. He was literally yeah. licking all the, the door Chinese to try men. and come out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me so horny. He said. I said, me give you long time. Yes, long uh, rest. No, but he had like the most like locked in grip onto Ugh. my hand forearm. Yeah. To where I was like pointing at Joe and hoping he was going to blow load towards Joe. Yeah. Because I was like, he's going to finish in my hand. Um, but yeah, he's just humping <laughs> the air. Yeah. And then it like started, you could see the cement getting yes, wet yes. because it was nighttime. A little sprinkler. And you could just see, yep, there's kind of. Because I, I got like, some in my hand because I, I had touched my phone on accident. Yeah. Oh, God. I had to wash my hand several times. Yeah. Ugh. I licked my hand, you know, on accident. Yeah. It was riding the line between it was really funny, but also <laughs> really gross at the same time. So I was dying. Yeah. It was the classic uh, uh, train wreck thing. Like, you exactly. just don't want to look away. Right. But, but you don't. You can't stop. You wouldn't want it to happen, like, to cause it to happen, but right. it did. So. But then he came. So. Yeah. Not all the way, though. I felt like he had more to give. No, I think he was preying everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. he's a Prius. Just that antipata- antipatation. <laughs> Speaking of anticipation, we would yeah. and we were there because we had a big Cajun a seafood crab boil. See ya. Yeah. Now Seema says howdy. Howdy. Seema Sparks. Never Seema seen Sparks. Well, welcome to the Twitch. Exactly. My friend uh, yeah, we were we were eating food of the sea uh, and of the D. We were eating sausages in there too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big old hog meat. Yes. Uh, yeah, we did a big uh, Cajun derriere kind of thing. We did uh, corn, potatoes, crab. Legs, muscles, clams. I mean, uh, not not forgetting these muscles here. Yeah, you know, muscles, they were. Yeah, un- that's an unlimited buffet, my okay. friend. Okay, <laughs> all you uh, can eat. Here's yeah. a knuckle sandwich. Boom. <laughs> Out of uh, my world. Yeah, three different types of sausages, Creole spices, 
Yeah. Uh, probably a bay leaf in there somewhere. I don't yeah, know. Maybe two. Um, but uh, yeah, this was probably the best one ever. We do this every year with our friend Dorsch. That first one was still amazing, but this yeah. one was like the closest. To I think that, that was because we popped our cherries on it. We were just mm-hmm. like, oh my God, this is a great. Right. I, we were so stoked that we it figured worked. it out. Yeah. Know, so. <laughs> yeah, that we figured out how to boil water and add broth <laughs> uh, and some seasoning. Yeah, make it. Yeah. Basically, we made a giant mongoloid stew, like yeah, for, exactly. for big moron cavemen like us. Just like, right. give, like we didn't want to cut anything, not prepare. Yeah. Just throw it in, cook it, eat and, it by and hand. And Gorsh, uh, he brews a lot of beer, so he used his big tub, which yeah. had a nice valve. So he just released all the liquid this time because sometimes yeah. it, we're digging in there and it's just swimming. Exactly, yeah. So he thought ahead and released that it's so really he could good just idea. dump everything on yeah. the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was quite nice. Even though I threw up this morning before <laughs> work. Uh, Bar for Reno. Yeah. Uh, I still, I'm kind of craving it again. <laughs> exactly. That's again. what I had in my leftovers. Because you took a sack, too. You guys mm-hmm. still got that to bow through. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife was also, she when she ate some of those leftovers, then she threw up. So she didn't throw up this morning. Oh. <laughs> um, but she had a quick little puke uh, after having the leftovers today. She texted me and said, I just ate some of the leftovers for lunch and promptly threw up. Oh, weird. Because, yeah, I ate them, and I haven't puked yet. No, and, and we've never had an issue. I think it's because she and I, but just we had double barbecues, like double yeah. parties this weekend. And uh, it was very bright and hot, probably didn't drink enough water, and just drank a lot mm-hmm. of our very snobby, snooty beer. So Excellent. Seamus uh, Park says, first time catching on the Twitch. Been listening for a while. Love the podcast. Keep on probing on. Thank you. Oh, Thank wait. Is it, is it spelled S-E-A-M-U-S? Yeah. That's Seamus. Or Seamus. Yes. yes. Sorry. It's a Shaban. Shaban. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> From Irish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I wish I wish. Yeah. Oh, Bo Bandy's here. Good oh. evening. Hello, Bo Bandy. talking about that Florida South crap boy stall. Dirty South, yeah. huh? Uh, I did not puke. Uh, I went to the SC football game where I had a fair amount of beers before the game. Right. They won the game. You gave me shit for posting about the game. Yeah. Then we had the boil. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I went to where the band plays. Now, I would go there with my father before games and watch the band play, mm, Joe. The (laughs) bow bandy. All the legendary. uh, Oh, Seamus says, ah, the legendary bow bandy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Here Uh, in the flesh. Digitally. On the way to Dorsch Corner's house, I yeah. had, with my wife, a USC experience. Uh-oh. But it's because we were listening to KUSC, the classical station, <laughs> which I'd never listened to the announcers, and they said, oh, affiliated, affiliated with the USC music department, and, and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I thought it was like US, like United States Classical Channel right, or right, some right. shit like no. that. But The Trojans. They literally broadcast out of USC campus, so yeah. it's interesting. The uh drum major there one time mm-hmm. or back in the day was uh bozo the clown oh wow the actor the guy the that actor. played him <laughs> uh yes yeah it was quite nice uh who was the conductor pennywise yarp <laughs> and i suppose the secretary of treasury was jane Wyman. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh how's it going steve going good yeah going good yeah uh, uh yeah long weekend yeah Long day back at work here. It was the worst we weekend going. because it's the it's the the short weekend after a long weekend. Right. So you go to work, you have a short weekend. Because, see, a lot of people don't realize when you have the long weekend, you have a short week afterwards, too, right? So right. it's not just leading up to the long weekend, but you get those four days instead. Exactly. Afterward. But then that weekend afterward goes by in the blinking of an eye. It does, yeah. You're, Very it's, much it's, quick. It's like... You know, it's not that it would be healthy, but it's like the way that, like, if you 
if you had your favorite food in the world and all yeah. of a sudden uh it your your you had it for free forever or something your brain would go this is the best thing ever all the endorphins and dopamine would just kick in as your yeah. body glorped yeah. out and rotted over years but still your brain would think this is the most amazing thing and like the same way that you have one 3 day weekend in like a 5 month period and your brain goes yes this is what i want all the time now forever mm-hmm. then you go back and that's that 2 day weekend seems like a little a little fucking micro penis you're micro. trying to fit in your thick little right. asshole. <laughs> yes. My thick little ass. <laughs> My thick little sick. Yes. Um, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> we do get half day Fridays, which is nice. Kind of helps. It is. It does take the but, edge uh, off a little don't bit. Don't always. But, yeah. I had yeah. full meetings all the Friday. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Weekend went by yeah. very quick, but it was very full. Yeah. We got in two weeks, two weeks. we will be ascending. That's our rocket-powered jet to take us to Istanbul, Istanbul for a layover, and then we go to Germany, Germany. Germany. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what we'll be doing. <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah. of long vacations, yes, it's like I think I've said this before, but uh, about my honeymoon, where like that was the first vacation I've ever felt like an old person that said, "Fuck, I need a vacation." Mm-hmm. Like I, f- I felt like. Um, the worst Die Hard movie, which is the newest one, which is the one, the Live Free or Die Hard, where right. literally, oh, I hard. literally all Bruce, uh, I was going to say Bruce Lee says, <laughs> literally all Bruce Willis says, the whole movie is, I was supposed to be on vacation. Right, the whole, right, right. no matter what happens, he just makes the same fucking joke over and over. So, right. uh, which I can understand because he probably doesn't want to do those yeah. fucking moves anymore. And he said, I'll do it if I have like only five lines in the whole movie. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh that this this one coming up here I'm uh Ready feeling for it. yeah. Like I feel the need I haven't felt like that in a long time just that like the need to to rage relax. Like I'm going to fucking we're not going to bring our computers, we're not going to do anything for work even though big stuff's going on at work, but yeah. see you later, bye-bye. That's the beauty of planning something out like a, a year out almost is that you can't really Nobody can have a date for something at work mm-hmm. and go, oh, well, you have to just change your fucking dates. Plane, I'm like, yeah. nope, I'm not giving away my $3,000 plane tickets. Thank Bye. you. Yeah. yeah. And Bobani said, Joey just described marriage. Mm. <laughs> 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 um, that sounded a little like Bo Bundy, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. Is that the theme song? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, it's been a it's been a long day. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks for subscribing. We're just sitting here complaining for ten minutes, but um, yeah, we're gonna have a lot of content. I think come out of that Germany and Prague and Austria trip. Yeah, uh, we're gonna try that Schwarzenegger beer out there in Austria. Yeah, um, at the SC game when we were tailgating, there was this like group of four, just like one pretty old guy, then the other two were probably like forty five. Ugly old guy. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, the old guy had a wife, and the uh-huh. other two guys were, like, 45, but, like, not married. Yeah. Like, one guy was, like, bragging about how he finally has a girlfriend. Oh. And, like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And they kept, like, trying to outdo each other with how into Germany they were. It was really <laughs> weird. Like, oh, I get the Klonksteiner beer. And, oh, yeah. And oh, the wife's wow. like, oh, yeah, you had two Stromburners, and they had those in Whole Foods. Oh, yeah, that. And, uh, and I like, the Schwein, Schweinbauer and the... They had this place. That that place has good food. And he's yeah. like, Alan Schnitzel and the old guy's like, oh, Schnitzel's so old hat. I can just get that wherever. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, the Shrine Baron was pretty good. And, you know, the, the hawk. But then this region. Yeah. Oh, well, that region, it changes, like, a lot when you go from here to oh here. Like, God. trying to just, like, 
out nerd each other yeah. on fucking Germany and then soccer. I was like, Cut to our episode of Beer They're Drunk that we're like, yeah. oh, well, we passed through Nuremberg. Yeah. And this <laughs> and style, we noticed this style of beer. Yeah. It's like yeah. this. And, and they said it changed a lot here in the Shrine Bar a- yeah. area of Nuremberg. <laughs> and, and, you know. <laughs> oh, yes, the pig bar. <laughs> yes. Pig bar. Yeah. Uh, pig bar. Where are you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you guys sitting here trying to make fun of me oinking all the time, but I can't really right. help it. You know? <laughs> I mean, you know, sorry, sorry, I didn't uh, pig out on degrees or anything, you know, but uh, <laughs> I prefer, I, I had access, you know, I was in the pen, you know, yeah, the yeah. pen. They were feeding me the corn that, uh, you know, but I, I knew it wasn't the corn they wanted to feed me. Right, I right, was only right, eating the right. bits I wanted to eat, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay, babe, okay. <laughs> Okay. Great. <laughs> <Greg. laughs> we were both taking a drink. Take talk. a sip. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're going to get a beer drunk, beer there drunk that episode out, at least one or two uh, from that trip alone, I think. And um, uh, we're still trying to look for some, if there's any ancient alien related spots right, right, out right. there, um, or maybe haunted spots. I don't know. But uh, from what we looked up, there doesn't seem to be a, quite as big of a, a ghost tour thing. There's There are some. But uh, the UK, it seemed like that was a little more popular. Right, right, right. Um, well, in uh, Prague, we were looking. There's yeah. that skull or skeleton, like. Mm-hmm. There are lots or, of crypts, yeah, yes, right. which are really cool. Uh, or like in Rome, we went to the Capuchin monks uh, tour, where all of the skulls are made into really creepy artwork, basically right. that that glorify all these monks that live yeah. there and stuff. So. And Bobani uh, says, judging from the porn stars that come from there, Prague, I bet, is easy on the eyes. Oh yeah. Uh, especially the uh, the music, the prog rock that comes yeah. in there as well. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I always kind of thought it was was <laughs> that because yeah. I never really yeah. considered Czech prog. Republic. Yeah, I was like, eh, I guess it's weird sounding. Ooh, hello, Detroit. That's where it has happened. <laughs> I am robot, <laughs> Mister Roboto. <laughs> what was that? Oh, that was show was Mister Robot. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. I am robot. That's yeah. the Russian, the, the yeah, Prague yeah, version, yeah. the Czech version. Uh oh, Czech yeah. version, Czech. That's right. Mate. Yes. <laughs> um, speaking of mates, we have uh, a segment called "Reaching for the Stars," where you guys act like our mates. Yes. In uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts and various other places, but uh, mm-hmm. this is where we ask you the little probers and probets out there to rate us five stars and review us in the comments of that five star rating. Say whatever you want. Be funny. Be nice. Be, oh, just, oh, that's just rude. Right, right. Um, or whatever. And we'll read it on the air and give you a shout-out, just like uh, uh, C-D-B-L-D-T-C-H-E-R. Cabulture. Cibadilture or something. Um, and they say, preferred pronoun they, um, he titles their review, Chief Probers slash Reptilian Spies, uh, and says, love the children's chimes. Just how much porn do you guys watch? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go, Bo Bandy. <laughs> And the answer is Not more enough. than could ever be discussed on a thousand thousand dreams of a trillion billion podcasters' couches with iPads. Yes, yes. Just as the <laughs> yep. ske- just, well, I was going to say, just as the Skeksis can't get enough essence. Mm, exactly. Yes, <laughs> we cannot get enough sexy Skeksis. Um, you were saying that uh, the Dark Crystal, the new kind of uh, prequel series on Netflix, yep. is kind of a. Uh, an, an, an analogous to like reptilians and the cabal oh, yeah. and kind of all this conspiracy theory yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the the elfling people all worship the Skeksis, which are the gross bird people, right? Because though they're the ones who are eternals and immortals, yeah. And they protect the land, but now they actually have been using the crystal and their powers for evil, right? And they're definitely more just normal ish people, right? 
So the turkeys are on. the gobblers in this case. Correct, Amundo. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it it is very interesting. Yeah, yeah, how they're like lying and using this and that, and then yeah. they use a lot of like kind of the spiritual, um, you know, tying to alien stuff. Of right, like, right. Oh, we do dream dream uh, space, and we can connect like actual, across, actual, projection and actual projection and things like and that. that. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, it's the dark crystal. So the crystal's the thing with the energy and the power right. and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, so far, very good. Almost yeah. done with it. It's interesting because because when you think about it, it's like, was it based on something or are is the essence of conspiracies, which is almost like, what's the worst lie kind of thing, right? right is it, right. oh, the people that are supposed to take care of you are mm-hmm. actually exploiting you, right, hurting right. you, whatever. That seems to be the essence of all political strife because it's all just people going, no, the people in power are taking care of us the way I think they should or less than I think they should. Right. And that's it, you know, and so and they're not telling us the truth and whatever. So yeah. it's I, it makes you wonder if Henson and, and crew were thinking that way. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, let's base this on the typical, like, you know, yeah. um, literally could have been the reptilian stuff or just the Illumi- they're like the Illuminati without even really knowing what that means. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. But uh, uh, Yeah, and I haven't watched the old movie. I'll probably watch that again here yeah. shortly right. once we finish the series. But I think they said they have, like, plans for at least a couple more seasons of this show. Oh, wow. So, Interesting. Because, I mean, it's a pretty big universe, especially if this takes place, like, a thousand years before. Right. So. Uh, well, and uh, on a, re- a slightly related note... Uh, I don't know if you listened to one of the latest Doughboys episodes, one of our favorite podcasts where they review chain restaurants, but they they have a Doughboys double, so that's their Patreon where they have their Patreon-exclusive episode every week. And they're reviewing in uh, Washington, D.C. that Ping Pong ping pong Wings or whatever that place was mm. where, where Pizzagate was supposed to have taken oh, place. Boy. And they were joking, like they both like revealed a T-shirt from there right. at, the, at the, the free podcast show. And uh, and that they're going to review it on the double and talk about mm. what they found in the bath. But they did say like the bathrooms there are made to look like walls. Like there's the- everything is secret rooms in the back, and there's a whole oh, room of ping pong tables and all the shit they describe, but never proved if there was ch- child sex rituals yeah. happening there. Right. So well, let's all hope not. Yeah. Um, uh, Bobani said he has a joke uh, about good ghost hunting places, mm-hmm. maybe in Poland, mm-hmm. but I will refrain. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I see where you're and going. Seamus also the sausage that factories out there is what he means. Yes, and mm-hmm. PR. Um, what do you say? Seamus says agrees. The show's very good. Yes, um, our show, of course. Yes, of course, <laughs> not the Dark Crystal. Uh, but yeah, we were looking. There's uh, a beer museum. Oh and, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. What's his face? Yeah, and you get it's like a bunch of beers on tap. Yeah, and you can you know tour all the old ways they made beer and all that shit. But yes, yeah. Uh, Learn about Ryan Heinz Kaboot. I was told the Windy House or Windy House Mm -hmm. is a big pile of shit and it's not worth going to. Oh, where is that? Is that in Munich? It's in, no, in um, Prague. Oh, in Prague. The Windy House. Because it's like on the list of shit to go see. Oh, I see. The tourist uh, spots. Another person told me, don't do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of people are like, it's not like they have any specific thing. They just say that the food is a sleeper hit there. Right. The architecture is beautiful because it wasn't bombed out. And so it has a very. A very clean but kind of medievalish Renaissance feel to it, and uh, like that other city, Rothenburg Obda Tower that we're going to right. outside of Nuremberg. But um, just give me anyway. the sausages, give me the beer. I know exactly. Um, yeah, we'll be able to see if all the old the old world Huntington Beach where we get a lot of these sausages right. is uh, full of shit. Exactly. Yeah, seeing the actual style. Like, and we're gonna we're gonna say we're gonna ask every single German there now. Yeah. 
according to Old World Huntington yeah. Beach, <laughs> this sausage should have, and we'll read the menu to them. Yes. <laughs> this man told us. <laughs> the creepy the little kiss-blowing yeah. Yodelehi Who Man. Yeah, out he's there. a statue, but he speaks to us. Yes. <laughs> I think that shit's going to, I mean, I think, I sound like an idiot. That shit's probably going to be everywhere, so we might have a, our pick of the litter of some little creepy... Fat oh, man statue, you know. I'm sure I'll get at least one item. The German and French like really love that like adorable fat Chib- guy, almost chibi. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but almost grotesque in a right, way. Right, 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 right. Because it's not. Yeah, every everything's exaggerated and whatever, and like the lip. I don't know, but it's just yeah, it's yeah. very funny. So very swole. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, please review us. Give us five stars on iTunes. It help us. It help us get found by people. Um, and uh, subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to support us, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens, where for $5 a month or more, you can get at least two exclusive episodes. Uh, one of Probing Deeper, where we go into subjects uh, related to the ancient aliens and ancient, ancient astronaut theory world. And then uh, our Ghost Adventures podcast, Adventurous Ghosts, where we investigate every investigation of ghost adventures, very similar to this show, but yes. about ghost adventures. Correct. Um, and uh, and then we'll do uh, Closet Knowledge on there, kind of a subject-based podcast where we just go yeah. super deep into something. We've had disc golf. We've had beer. Beer. We've had uh, ghost hunting since we've yeah. done it, too. So, And that's always on Twitch. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yes. And yes. then always at the at least dollar tier of Patreon. Yes. Um, but yeah, for uh, for five bucks, you can get probably I don't know sixteen back episodes at this point, yeah. something like that. We started use in January, and so it and lose it. We started okay. in January, yeah. So that's pretty close. Um, other than that, uh, great show, huh? <laughs> great show. Thanks for guzzling down with us. Um, this sh- this episode was called Alien Messages. Um, have you ever had an alien massage you? Yes, I have had many happy massages mm-hmm. with uh, alien out of area. You know, right, right. 43. Not a gal- not an atmospheric right. alien, but just... I mean, it was probably atmospheric in there, but right. uh, uh, just another country. Just a countryman. illegal yes. alien. Yes. <laughs> uh, a fellow countryman from exactly. another country. It was quite nice. Yes. Uh, finished to completion, uh, just yes. as the one Mr... Uh, why did I just blank on his name? Who's the little dog? The little dog, Floyd. Floyd. Yes. Yeah, he was so uh, happy. Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bloydian of the yes. Lordians. Uh, so happy. Yes. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Literally coming, spraying semen on the ground, humping your arm. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty magical um, night. Yeah. Ima- basically imagine um, Salacious Crumb from Return right. of the Jedi. <laughs> and that's really not that exaggerated. Not that look up Look up Salacious Crumb and then Chinese hairless crested dog and they look very similar. Yeah. So. Um, also the little dog from Labyrinth that rides um, uh, Ambrosius or whatever. Yeah. The, yeah, her dog or whatever. But yeah. Um, this, this episode was... Nebulous and kind of weak. Um, again, I was like, okay, at least I'll tie back to aliens. But again, it's like, yeah. no. It's one of those where, oh, any literally any piece of ancient astronaut theory could be considered an alien message. Right. Because everything that the aliens supposedly did, according to the theorist, was to communicate some sort of information, whether it was how to do something. Right. That's how you do it. Um, uh, or or uh, knowledge of math or... Right. Botany or any or any those are all messages, right? Yeah, but this yeah. one tried to be like, is there is there kind of an underlying code to everything from mm-hmm. the aliens, which that it really ends up just feeding into the world grid or which is the you know the lines all around the world that apparently all ancient sites you know all power places are built on, right, right. Which you could draw lines anywhere because there's billions of these power places because there's billions of cultures on the yeah, world. Yeah. So. Um, 
Oh, Night Beacon. Thank Night you. Beacon Light. Mm-hmm. Night Beacon jumped in, said Salacious be crumb. Salacious be crazy. Um, you want to keep going? I'm just going to grab my water real Yeah, quick. that's why. And we start off with what now seems, since we were at uh, Contact in the Desert, and Sukalos gave this man a little bit of shit because he's, he was, like, irritated with uh, uh, his skepticism, even though he's been on the show, which I guess is to Sukalos and the team's credit, but we start off at SETI, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, one of the many satellite satellites. So this is one of the satellite banks in Peru. Yeah. Um, I and think the one in Puerto Rico. Yes. Or maybe this was the one in Puerto Rico. I think it was Puerto Rico. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but because uh, there's one in the Midwest or, or the South or something well, somewhere that, here, like, too. there's bank of them. Yes. And yeah, then yeah, the yeah. one in Puerto Rico is the world's or whatever west of was something. Was the biggest giant satellite. Biggest, um, it is fucking Radio huge. satellite Got in it. the world. Because um, it's literally on this mountain, right? And then in a freaking like crater there, yeah. And it's it is massive, and that's where uh, I believe Goldeneye was filmed. Mm-hmm. They had that big scene there. Yeah, I remember the going, information superhighway. <laughs> exactly. Or play exactly. Mortal Kombat with a friend in Vietnam. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, so w- this is the the satellite where in 1974 they sent a binary code message. Which end up turning into pixel art. Right. Um, it looked like a little ticket. I don't know, like a like a kind of like Whatever. a two by seven ratio, like little ticket stub that had like um, the solar system on there and like right. our place in it and the general form of a human body it looked like right. ASCII art. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, uh, our DNA, like our 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 DNA structure and things like that. So uh, it's supposed to be like the simplest bit of information. And, and Seth Shostak is explaining this. He's a pretty good showman and speaker i remember at alien yeah. con 2018 um he was pretty entertaining he's very dry yeah. very like like pretentious but also non-pretentious he's very like, self-deprecating yeah. um my dad had a friend like this because he was friends with like all these engineer people yeah actually through racing and they invented a lot of shit in race cars and technology your dad and, and his friends were famous racists yeah, exactly. you know, they studied the art yeah. of racing yeah, they a built racist. a lot of great walls yes um <laughs> but anyways yeah just remind me of this like yeah. very engineer yeah, math yeah. driven guy like yeah and they just but they have a humor but it's a very again cut it's a very east coast and dryness and, and yeah. a, a little bleakness in there and mm-hmm. and uh, what we enjoy about most classic comedians so. um but yeah so uh, he's on a little bit. He's explaining, you know, the, oh, sorry, they also have the atomic signature of the elements of what make up the human body as well. So yeah. um, they sent it out via radio, which takes, you know, a long time. Um, it's, it's slower. Radio is slower than light, right? Because light's, yeah, 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 exactly. So um, because we, basically they're saying, like, because I think the first ever radio message was sent up into the sky 80 years ago, something like that. And so. It's, it, they're basically saying, well, if we haven't heard back in 80 years, that means they're more than 80 light years away. Right. So now it's got to go to the next closest, which is like the closest stars. Now it's now we're fucked and we'll never hear them from back. Right, right. It'll be from well, the that, next that, bank of stars. Because that comes down to Trevor Taylor and saying, right. you know, I, if people are just going to be cruising around in space, they're going to have to know we're here. Because exactly. if, if they don't know we're here, this, the, the circumference of known space to where they should be able to get a signal from us is 100 million light years. Exactly. Yeah. Stupid. Um, or 100 million, I don't know, some amount of time that right. equals messages going out. And that's like in movies when it's like a few movies have done that, especially I think Contact mm-hmm. when I rewatched it. Yeah. Like as you get closer to Earth, like the messages change. So you hear like the first message. Right, right, right. And then right. you hear stuff from like World War Two, Yeah, And then yeah. the 60, because it's like once you reach these points right. in space. That's how far that's the signals That's literally the fastest, out. exactly, yep. you get to 
Yeah, that was the first sci-fi movie that was like, oh yeah, like just to really radio goes out at the speed of light. Bobandy says. Oh, all right. There you go. Hey, I trust Bobandy. Well, light travels as particles and waves, and radio waves are just waves. So maybe it is the same. Yeah. Maybe it's different than sound. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, what is radio? Sorry, Georgina. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, sweetheart. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, Contact was the first movie that was like, oh, wow, that is fucking vast because Mm -hmm. this is literally a signal that, like, you know, travels instantaneously or what we think of as instantaneously, but instantaneously is too slow. Exactly. Um, Instantaneously, my very quick Chinese cousin. (laughs) Um, But uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, we also get a a decent amount of Cockney Collins in this, uh, the beginning segments of this episode. Mm And uh, Cockney Collins is coming in the air tonight, which is kind of funny because it made me think of Floyd when we remembered that we said that. We should have um, videoed it and then done a slow-mo <laughs> and just had that playing. Floyd is coming in my hand Well, tonight. what if we boomeranged it and we just showed the cum and slurp it's it up? Talk about a forever. Up. Exactly. Yeah. Talk about a forever. An instantaneous. Oh, he needs a forever Ooh. home. Yes. <laughs> oh. uh-huh. uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Cockney Collins comes in the air tonight and says... Uh, uh, now can we? Oh, sorry, sorry. I fucking missed the whole point. Skip. I skipped ahead a little bit. Uh, we zip over to this. This episode could have been on the Travel Channel. They were yeah. like Bing Bang, Ping Pong, and all over the place. Bing and uh, in England, twenty-seven years later, mm-hmm. a very similar crop design because it wasn't a circle, right, right, right? But a very similar crop design that seemed like a reply to the message that went out was etched into the grass, and right. so it was very similar, but it had a different solar system. The little figurine looked a little more like what we think of as a gray alien than a humanoid in the original picture, because they show you the visual. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the um, DNA sequence, the DNA and stuff was different too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then there was another image next to it that looked kind of like a humanoid face, but they didn't really go into that one very much. Right. Um, but uh, so they're asking, like, was this actually a reply mm-hmm. from an intelligent force, or as you said? This was public knowledge. They didn't right. hide this. Somebody would have been like, hey, I'll just fuck with people and whatever. Right, right, right. That being said, how they make these fucking things is still still yeah. beyond pretty much everyone. So, right. um, But anyway, Kyden Collins comes in the air tonight and says, uh, can we see it? He gets a little, he kind of Sukulos, Sukulos logic <laughs> here. He's right, like, right. he's like, can we see it as a reply? Well, yes, indeed it was. <laughs> you know, right. and he's like, but, okay. but actually who created it and their exact purpose will remain a mystery. Right. The who, um, the who. <laughs> uh, they start going into like the history of binary code, right? And this, they mention this German guy who they never mention again. They should have just skipped all the way back to uh, Fu Shi and yeah. the I Ching, correct? Because the German guy, you know, figured some of it out. He's like, oh, but I base my research a lot on the I Ching, which was like yeah. four thousand years old from China. Mm-hmm. Um, and legend goes that uh, Fu Shi and his sister were kind of like the Noah and his wife, who they right. the world flooded. A great, he was visited by a great water dragon. Which and we then, didn't talk about in the Great Flood episode. Exactly. <laughs> and then he and his sister repopulated the earth. Hmm. China incest. Huh? Yum lunch. Um, but, uh, Cruising down the Yellow River. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a water dragon approached Fushi uh, on the Yellow River and gave him uh, kind of what we would think of as like a zodiac wheel or whatever. And it's these, right. it's this 12 symbol and like, and the binary code and all. And so this is where it gets a little muddy though, because. Childress chimes in here and explains, quote unquote, but he there's a lot of leaps where I'm like, they didn't really go into how it was what we think of as binary code. Mm-hmm. Like 
they didn't have any quotes where it's which they actually do quite a bit. Like they have the the Hindu guy that's like the Hindu expert, and he says, "Oh yes, Shiva actually said that this said," and and like, okay, cool. They quoted the fucking text. Yeah. Where was the quote that said, "As children will will explain here, this is how computers will work in the future." So Childress comes on and, and chimes in. And he says, uh, "Fushi was uh, given the information of the I Ching, uh, what was essentially a binary code, and it's kind of it's kind of basically proven that this kind of binary code is gonna drive all computers in the future, and this is something that extraterrestrials on other planets in other galaxies must also be using." And it just kind of trails right. off, and okay. we're like, "Okay, like I mean, again, like." His statement could have been clear, but they, the editor or the how they didn't really set that up to pay off, right? Like right, right. he's just saying, well, yeah, of course, binary code ends up being used by computers. They could have just gone into yes, uh, yes or no is the simplest form of information, right? Confirmation or negation, right? <laughs> what? Is there something you don't <laughs> want to read there? Bobani says sixty-nine in Chinese is two can chew. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I don't know. They 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 were throwing a lot of information out in this yeah. little segment. Well, and I, and I don't like really, I couldn't really feel the through line here. Yeah, and this might be one of those things where it's like aliens or us in the future might even go binary, like an intergalactic. That's what I was gonna say. Is <laughs> uh, binary is so basic that you can't build a computer on because they've moved on to quantum computers I or something the same thing, even bro. I thought the same thing. Much more beyond. High five. Uh, <laughs> yum. Yeah, we're in different rooms, apparently. Everyone thinks that on the Twitch. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, maybe they're going to find it and go, I don't know what this is. Exactly, yeah. Like, that, how do you make a computer out of right. that? You know? Or there's just so little information there. But you'd think if they were so advanced, they would totally be able to still... Hopefully, understand but, yeah. like for but like again for us going backwards right. there's technology and and things built and we're like i don't know how they did it yeah i guess that's what this whole show is that's all about saying, all right? the time like, you're right um, <laughs> and we all know that the world is getting a little less binary you know it's a little more fluid a little <laughs> a little uh, a little less archaic in a little cis gender yeah. <laughs> you have sissies or Little bro gender, yes. little cis gender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, where the fuck was I? I was gonna say a little from column gay, a little from column me. <laughs> I'm gay in the Hebrew <laughs> world. <laughs> I have to give you Seth Showstock's number, right? right. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, um, Sooks comes on and says exactly the same thing. Childress says again, edit editor failure, filling time. This isn't mm-hmm. a show. You have so much information to share. You don't need to repeat stuff like this right. over and over again. Uh, it happens quite a bit in this episode. So the next segment is all about messages left in rocks, like petroglyphs, mm-hmm. geoglyphs, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, they go back to May of 2014 to Washington, D.C., where the government asks, basically says, this, this was kind of interesting, and they gloss over it. They're literally talking about how the government decided to kind of do ancient astronaut theory shit, which was... Let's hire archaeologists and anthropologists mm-hmm. to look at old artifacts and see if there might have been alien origins or alien right. communication with those. And I was like, "Hey, that's cool, you know." Yeah. Um, and uh, the 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 ancient astronaut theorists seem kind of stoked, but they, again, they gloss over it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's really strange. So uh, because they immediately go into the fucking guy from Roswell who has a little rock that he's obsessed with. Yeah. 
and he <laughs> it's might like be half the episode. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it that that segment was so slow because yeah. it cuts back to this guy named uh, Robert Ridge, and in Roswell in, 20, in 2004, 2004, as people say it, um, there's a little rock one inch by two inches, and it has a, a pretty. I, I don't want to say intricate, but a very precise, well-done yeah. carving of... A relief. Some, yeah, like some symmetrical moons, and it looks like they're like phases, and then the moons are crescent right. moons or whatever. And so, very precise, but like they, they do not go into like, how was it carved? How was It's like, they kind of say like, well, yeah, it, it, all, it made it seem like anyone could have carved this from anything. They didn't yeah. say that the stone was hard or anything, or yeah, you know, uh, hard. Par- particularly hard. Yeah. Oh, mother, I'm a particularly hard tonight. <laughs> I've taken many constitution-building many, walks. Yes. <laughs> um, Stick it in my shithole. By the semen shorts. <laughs> me come. <Yeah. laughs> it's my Chinese okay. friend, me come. Yeah. Uh, me come, Very loady. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they just kind of, they, they hold on this guy, Robert Ridge, who's just a guy. They don't, he doesn't have any expertise. He's just the dude that found it. And they keep cutting back to him basically going, I mean... I thought this thing was really cool, you know? And so then I had yeah. my friend. My friend said, hey, man, you, you got to start, like, seeing if it's magnetized. You got a really cool rock. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? yeah and we said, rock on. Right. And he said, hell yeah. And I was like, bro, let's go get some Cheerios. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, yeah, he's kind of a, a, a very jovial, like, permastoned dude. Yeah. And they do not set up that he has any sort of expertise mm-hmm. that he even goes to experts he just says my friends right and so he goes he goes my, my, my friend told me yeah that. literally <laughs> he's like my friend told me bro you got to put a magnet on that thing he's like look look what happens and he takes a, a pen like pen like magnet and on the camera he just spins it and as he spins it the magnet just repels it and it spins the rock nothing yeah. interesting happens like other than the rock is magnetized Right, like a billion fucking right. rocks. Like, which a, a lot of rocks that are magnetized come from space. Because I mm-hmm. watched that show, Meteor Hunters, or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Um, or exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's certain rocks that you just find if they're magnetized. Those right. are meteorites. But or they something. didn't. They but not did not all. They did I'm not saying. even mention the simple no, know, fact of what yeah, you just said, exactly. which is, hey, a lot of them come from space. Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> even that would have been something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, literally, it was just like us. He and he's like, "Oh man, when I saw that, all the things I believed about this rock were just coming true." And I'm like, "Well, what were those things yeah. about the fucking rock?" Like, yeah, if I jam it in my asshole, yeah. I can actually go to the store for once. Yeah, the rock uh, was very red in color too. I think the rock started out gray, but exactly. all that butt blood mm-hmm. just soaked it in. Yeah, he needs to go to the store. He needs that confidence. He needs that rock inside that he says, "This is my energy. This yeah. is my power." Because he, I, I, I'm surprising you here. He's coming to Prague with us and to oh, really teach us about Prague rock. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Progly Rob. Yes. <laughs> Progly. Rockin' a deuce oh, is boy. a whole new term. Um, but uh, he's got a rock of shit. <laughs> exactly, a rock of shit. Um, but uh, they also again ping pong their pinball back to England, where there was a crop circle in 1996 with this exact same design. Now there was eight years in between there. Uh, 2004 and 1996, plenty of time for someone to fucking start carving crop circles into rocks, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they, they tried to make it special. Like, Wilcock is like, he wouldn't have just carved it and left it there in the sand. Like, and it's like, well, yeah, but what if he's just some dude in a machine shop that was car? Again, they didn't mention anything was special about the carving. Right, right, right. He could have carving. Mach- he could have machined that shit for pennies on the dollar and been selling those things on eBay or whatever at the time, or bringing them to contact in the desert style, yeah. 
Or it was in Roswell, New Mexico, where there's right. alien conventions and stores all the time. Yeah. What if he just dropped one out of his fucking truck while he was right. driving? And he had 30 other ones Someone he was going to sell. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He might have had a billion other rocks with 30 other, you know, only, only the rest were blank. So right. 999 million. 999,970 rocks were blank a bil- out of a billion. Yeah. 30 head carvings uh, exactly. that matched 30 English crop circles. But, Correct. Um, carvings on carvings. Exactly. Um, uh, Bobani says, stuck a rock in the hard place. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Is that the urethra? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway. Uh, uh, Clotworthy is saying all of this shit. Wilcock comes on and says nothing of value. He repeats Clotworthy. Um, and for some reason, they put they put the rock under a microscope, and they don't tell you any... They keep showing the images of it. They tell you nothing about it at all. There's nothing special about it. That's where he goes, and the more I looked into it, the more I was like, oh, this thing is exactly what I thought it was, and they just right. don't... They don't say anything about Again, it. Again, what did you think it was? Right. <laughs> and and what was confirmed out of what you thought it was. Right. So they bring on Love That Joker Linda, Linda Wh- Bolton Howe. has a picture of herself on her desktop. Yes. Because I was like, oh, that's Linda Bolton Howe. And it was <laughs> yeah. like, nope, that is actually Linda Bolton It is. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just looking at her computer, and she's like, eh. And then it just cuts to her face. And it's yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, she, she has this weird fucking theory about this rock. And, again... This entire segment's about this one rock. It goes on forever. And she says, I have no clue what this means with anything. Ultimately, she's trying to say this rock is a message from the aliens to tell us about how the universe works. Right. She says, where did I start? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Of all the planets in all the solar systems and all the galaxies, there have to be what we call... Baselines, moons, stars, and skies have to be the common denominator. Something is trying to teach us humans about astronomy. The moon, the sun, and the tracking of the symbols. So it all comes back to what is on that rock. And some would say that is a date. It's like, okay. And then they never talk about the date. They yeah. never they never do any math on the moon cycles, which fucking Egyptians could do right. uh, back then. They could predict the cycles of the stars and the moon. Um, and we get a Wilcock drip here, Five Heads at Freddy's, and he says, uh, "Rocks like this are little breadcrumbs here, or sorry, rocks like this are a little breadcrumb here and a little breadcrumb there until we get closer to the truth." Again, yeah. totally just vaguing out, right? Like just it's it's like, what are you guys fucking talking about? Yeah. Well, and then he's like, speaking of rock. How about some rock stars like Steven Tyler, okay? Yeah. He pissed in my own face. He's been to Prague. (laughs) (laughs) He told me all the stars would come and see me if I would just let him do a special puddle. Don't go for the pierogies. Wake up. There's better food in Chechia than pierogies. Mitzel's boring, Sooks. But yeah, I I, I don't know how the producers of this show are proud of... Of this segment, let alone this episode. Well, Bainey says the whole editing suite probably looks like Action Bronson when he watches uh, probably this right. show. Yeah. And they also said that impression get, got him hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now he can put... Th- oh, I see. Oh. <laughs> Very sultry. Yes. I can fit <laughs> two sets of balls and dicks in my mouth oh. because it's a sign. Well, Bandy. Maybe I should do that with my fingers next time I imitate her and see right. if it helps. <laughs> um, <laughs> we go back uh, in the next segment to the 
very oft-mentioned Nazca lines in the Nazca region. It's been a while, to be fair. I think it's a couple seasons since they focused on just the Nazca lines. Uh, They give an overview again and waste plenty of time. We get a Sook alert here that, excuse me, uh, is this is really the the crux of why not the cricks yes of why my um, th- th- this <laughs> uh, is this is just illustrating a really big phallus e uh-oh. <laughs> um, uh, that everything was built um, uh, big and for people and for the gods to see it right right I don't really disagree with that it's just that it doesn't matter it doesn't make a point other than they believed yeah, in what's gods. the message right yeah. It they believed in God. Interaction with the aliens or the gods. Exactly. It's just that they want to be seen and heard. Right. It's a coincidence. It is a coincidence that gods and and, and spacefaring aliens have the same property of flight or not being bound by gravity or something like that. Right. So, um, anyway, uh, Sooks comes on. And he says, "Now it can only be truly appreciated from the sky, only by the gods." So. Uh, this leads down uh, a logic hole that goes nowhere. Yeah. Uh, they go over the Nazca, the band of holes again, which are all of these. It's just a big, long band of, I don't know, like two or three yeah. foot like depressions and stuff. Right, right. Like all a pretty golf even. ball looking kind of thing. Exactly. And so uh, I think we, we semi, like we the possibility of debunking it we did a long time ago, which is that geologists say shit like that happens in nature they're not saying all the time, but it's not that rare mm-hmm. for very regular patterns to form in naturally, right? And, you know, as rocks form, as lava cools, like all that kind of shit. Although I, I just read a story on the the BBC on, the, on a BBC website. Uh oh. Um, yeah, it was weird. Blacked.com had a whole yeah. story about the hexagonal formation of volcanic rock as a right, cool. Right, it was really right. weird. Yeah. <laughs> and it was about how they fill up them holes exactly. with them big loads. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was solid geological science but just mixed in with i mean the writer was great because they mixed in pun after the wordplay was yeah. just <laughs> irreverent and 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 lovable so yeah. um but uh but yeah that was all about how like yeah like just because of the way it cools and this and the layers it just starts forming this it naturally forms this shape and like mm-hmm. it's like oh it, i can't it's hard to explain now but it's like right that it, it's super complicated and you never be able to tell by looking at it how it does that, but it does. Right. No one's going and shaping. Nowhere on the on ancient aliens are they ever claiming that these hexo- hexagonal rocks are formed by aliens because they're so perfect and precise. Mm-hmm. And those things don't happen in nature. It's like yes, they right. do. Right? Well, it's like honeycomb and other things. Like there's certain shapes in nature that are just yeah that way. Now maybe it is a deeper whatever right. and, and how the world and universe works and all the mathematics. Well, but it's and maybe we get not into that saying, later too, right, like right, about right. the kind of the divinity right. of geometry and how that can be misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Because to your point, even bugs right. know these shapes. They kind right, of get right. these shit. They couldn't talk and explain them or whatever. Yeah. But they know there's something functional about this shape. Right. Right. Um. And I mean, and honest, and we'll get into more later. But honestly, like, yeah, we'll, I'll save it for then. Um. Uh. It's gonna be really great. <laughs> uh. But yeah. So. Then Sooks makes the other biggest fallacy, uh-huh. um, which is the classic fallacy from ancient astronaut theorists of, but it was so hard to build this stuff. Why would they go through the effort? Like mm-hmm. it's it's just this drives me nuts. That like it's so. This is where he's so not empathetic. He can't put himself right. in their shoes and take himself out of a modern's mindset where everything is done for you. Right, houses. You can fucking a, a giant 3D printer can literally build houses out of concrete 
in right. Europe and shit like right. that, you know? So, or even just make the bricks for you instead right. of having to form them. And it cuts out a billion yeah. steps. We all just you know? buy houses and buy things. You don't need right. to make almost anything now. So, yeah. to think that you're speaking of non binary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not making airy, huh? Yeah. I'm a cellnary. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye, I'm sell. a producer. <laughs> um, but also uh, from that BBC article. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we make a, a triumphant return to France, to Garnac, where, where the conads are from. Exactly. Um, yeah, the Subway sandwiches. <laughs> wow. <Yeah>. Chris, <laughs> Chris Farley gets all hard that yeah. she can eat the whole thing, <laughs> which I. I didn't realize as a kid. I'm like, I always, I mean, just I was impressive that they could eat. Well, it's a multi layered joke because right. he is a big fat guy. So he would right. be impressed that, oh, she's my kind of girl. She can eat. Yeah. yeah. But not that she can take a huge dick in her <laughs> fucking throat without a choking on it. Foot long. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, we go back to, to Karnak and the Karnak Stones. Um, and Huey Newman in the news, he's on there and he's just saying, oh, I mean, these, these stones are amazing. They're. 30, 40 feet high and shit like that. He looks like somebody popped a balloon. Justin. Oh. Justin uh, Shores. He says he's popping in. Show popping three. off. Popping out. And spent a month underway. Just figured I'd stop by and say hi, but got to get the kids to bed. Oh, sure. Um, no, Huey Newman in this episode looks like yeah. someone popped a balloon with bright blonde just for men. Mm-hmm. Like he put a mask on his and yeah. so just like the weird tips of his hair. Yeah. And just like part of his beard as like a yeah. circular it's a really weird I'm sure he's it's an natural odd but it's like, like we've seen him up yeah. close and personal quite a few times now. He's very kind of mole or gopher like in a lot of yeah. ways. And he's got these weird silver teeth and reeks of cigarettes. Exactly. Because yeah. he literally so at contact in the desert. Yeah, it seems and like one of those guys who's in, he's not a big fat guy, but like his insides are just rotting from a lack yeah, of health, yeah, just, you know? Yeah. Uh, he was literally handing out flyers to his own yeah. events in England. Yes, at these like shows in L.A. Yeah. Where I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you don't have someone that can do that. You don't have a right. real company produce. It's like literally him going through the line, handing them exactly. out. And it's also like, this is like a five thousand dollar trip because I have right. to go to exactly. England yeah. and pay for all the travel right plus whatever the freaking fee is yeah. to get into this thing david childress has those kinds of expensive ass trips but he's not right. hawking his stuff in a line he at least is By behind himself. his booth yeah. like a fucking normal you know fucking it's celebrity tr- yeah con, it's some show know? he's promoting it, it's exactly so weird yeah. and, and remember at alien con 2018 he had that like yeah. bleach blonde sort of porn star concubine gal that, but she was right, also right, right. like she apparently was actually a real archaeologist or something that yeah. he goes with. Somehow we found her name and then looked yeah. her up or something. Yeah. Because then he called her like his assistant or something. But oh, she like seemed more qualified. Panel, I think that's how yeah, we figured something it like out. that. Yeah. That was weird. Um, again, this is the kind of thing because you can't just like understand what it is by looking at it. This is the essence of the porn doctorness. You know, it's always that there's just there's just something, something weird about them. You know, not in a I don't want to ever say it's just like why 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 can't you just right. explain what this is like right, right. everyone else even even weirdos can do that for the most part you know you can get it together but um anyway the theory about this uh, band of holes and about Karnak is that there was wooden posts in there because since they right. found out like it was only within the last 10 years I think they found that at Stonehenge there was evidence of like and re- repeatable evidence of rotted wood of these wooden posts yeah. and like sig- some signature things that show there was wood there so yeah. it was a mix of stone and wood building whatever 
Yeah. Shit, it was. Well, Bainey wants to know if he's handing out mixtapes as well. Yes. Oh, yes. Trying yes. to seduce us. Yes. Yeah, he does a thing where he has a CD player, yeah. puts the headphones on, then yeah. intimidates you into giving hey, him on. $10 to buy hey, a CD. Hey, come on, man. Come on, man. This is my, my track on. here, man. Right? We'll feel the f- fit yeah. James. This is the freshest James. <laughs> <laughs> Blackberry. Yeah, I was just going to say. Blackberry Bill is my rap name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All sorts of creams and yeah. bitters. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, my hit single clotted cream. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, Childress chimes in and says, uh, uh, in my mind, uh, that there's some connection between uh, Karnak, France, and Peru, and a special. Sorry, wait. I'm fucking up. Sorry, I can't read. A special. Okay. I don't okay. know. Sorry. Sorry. In my mind. There is some connection that's between Karnak, France, and uh, 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 Peru. Uh, Peru meaning the Nazca lines and the band of holes and things like that. Uh, and it's Both. a special code for us to find a future, find it a future time when we can understand these codes. So this is where they start peppering in that there's a message here, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though all of these things right. are, are messages, right? Yeah, I mean, it could be like an ancient form of community. I don't Yeah, You're not jamming wood into random holes, but... Uh, right. Uh, if they were like, yeah, <laughs> if they yeah, were like the, blasting Braille right. into the ground or something, or, or some like, sort okay, of, yeah, okay. like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, binary messages for mm-hmm. like how to, <laughs> that you leave there and someone then resets right. and it's like some sort of odd communication. Right. That would actually be more interesting if they weren't ju- if they weren't all uh, concave holes, but if some of them were convex and there right, was a right. pattern or something there. You know? Well, you stick the wood in certain ones, and that means exactly. Thing. I don't and know. There you go. Actually, right, yeah. Right. So. They might have just been the post holes for a more complicated thing. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, Bandy does say the greatest band of holes is the Bengals. I thought you were going to say Very crude, Bandy. Okay, very crude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no place for yes. that on this program. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Wilcox says the exact same thing as Childress. That happens quite a – actually, that happens like three times this episode. Um, but then he mentions that Karnak and – and we've talked about this ad nauseum, so is Childress, about how Karnak and – they show the band of holes and like at any three things it it, it represents the Pythagorean theorem and right. it's like okay sure and then and then he's, I mean Karnak I can believe a little more there seems to be some sort of like but isn't precision in whatever theorem just the idea of a triangle overall not a, a specific plus, one it's, it's the it's the understanding of the angulature of a triangle right a but, squared plus b squared but squared but equals c his squared. point literally just said you can make a triangle out of any three points exactly and he says. Uh, it reflects the Pythagorean theorem as if someone far more advanced than us wanted us to know how advanced they were. I'm just like, okay, right. like this is season one shit. Like this is literally like another fucking just recap of the basic ideas. And I would, we could, I mean, never will, but there's there's probably been 10 to 15 reset episodes like this that just, yep. let's just repackage the basic ideas of ancient astronaut theory in one episode and just right. here's and have an excuse to have some new footage, right? right. So, yeah. um, which Sooks is young in this. There's definitely yeah. some de aging technology or yeah, something. Either, yeah. either old te- new tech to untech them mm-hmm. or just old footage. Because even the camera, the camera filter looked a little soft, like it was vast, like soap opera style. Mm-hmm. It was very weird. Um, I've never seen him until this episode in that background in that suit. Yeah, either. that's suit something. It's, yeah, it's weird. Um, Von Dandy comes on and says the same thing as. Wilcock, but way dumber sounding. Uh, I mean, I get it; it's a language barrier. But he just—I don't know. I, I would maybe love... after seeing him with his watch on the right. outside of his long Ex- T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> Ever since that, yeah. while he's just chomping on giant asparagus, asparagus and, yeah. and some sort of tea. Yes, uh, 
he's shown in a new light. Yeah. There's part of me that Never wants... Never meet your heroes, guys. Yeah, part of me <laughs> that wants to learn Swiss German just so I can understand if he actually is intelligent, like like intelligent yeah, yeah. or eloquent when he talks, right, right, I should right. say. Um, I should say. I remember we were going to go to his theme park, but it's literally just like an outdoor park. Yes. Like it's not And it's like crazy. five hours south of, where, exactly. of the southernmost yeah, point yeah. of where we're going to be. Um, yeah, if anything, I should have gone there when we went, my wife and I went to Zurich the first day of mm-hmm. our Italy trip. But uh, uh, the next segment is all about, well, it's about one biblical message. So um, we go back to 1971, London, England, and a guy named Jean-Michel, uh, could you get any more French? See. Um, who, quote, unearths an ancient code from Egypt and from the Hebrew world. They don't even really say the Hebrew Bible. They just say right. the Hebrew world. Uh, and it's the plans for New Jerusalem. He wrote a book about it. It's like the code of the stars or something. Right. And uh, we get a lot of Kathleen Coppins on this episode. She's also just mostly repeating what Robert Clotworthy, the narrator, is saying. Um but she's on here. She's like, now Mich- Michelle was a mystic and an author and an expert in ancient writings. And, and I'm like, I'm already like, okay, that's already suspect that he's a mystic, mm-hmm. right? Because now he's going to be looking for things. And that, that doesn't mean he can't find a pattern in something, right? Or right. that he's not researching for real. Um, but you're going to be you're going to be a little biased if you're doing that too. So, um, but basically, he finds. Uh, what amounts to a zodiac wheel? So he kind of draws out the formula, or like in the plans of mm-hmm. of what was supposed to be the New Jerusalem and the temple that was built. Um, and he 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 sees this comp like he he draws this complex. I mean, it's not that complex. Uh, it's it's a geometric figure of a square. He circles the square and then crosses it up at very like connects the points and all this stuff, and it makes like. 12, 12 cir- other spots for circles, which are like right. the 12, 12 tribes Signs. of Israel. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then uh, it's like the sun sign and this and the cross and the middle and all this stuff. It's all just very basic geometric symbols. And it's really a study in proportions, right? Like mm-hmm. that's when, like, the, what's so cool about geometry is like, as long as you're consistent, you can just keep crossing things and, and making all of these angles from point to point to point. Right. It's it's an understanding of points and proportion, right? Well, so, and that's like the other thing that can like you know weird you out a little bit is like, so if, if space goes on forever, then what's right. beyond that edge, and you can just keep going forever. But mm-hmm. like literally, you can go infinitely small, which is right. what they talk about in Ant Man and stuff, the quantum right. realm. But yeah. it's like you can you can infinitely half a half. Right. So yeah. And how do you, then? What does that journey look like going exactly. all the way down this like yes. infinite smallness? Yeah. Too. That's what that's what kind of blew my mind when I first read the first Dark Tower book because mm. uh, when the gunslinger, the main character, finally chases down the man in black who's like the bad guy mm-hmm. who has he knows has some information on his next step to the Dark Tower. You don't even know he's on this quest, but he talks about the Dark Tower being the linchpin. It's the the nexus of all right. of everything in the universe and not just stuff but the concepts of time and space. And he said, but what trumps all of those? And it's the concept of size. Mm-hmm. Size, the size of something dictates what how the time is perceived there and the, the, right. d- the distance to go across it and all that stuff. And so it's this ultimate idea of anything, right? Where right. everything comes from. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, to your point, uh, I mean, even uh, uh, Peter Johnson, who is this swordsmith that I follow, he like, He's upset. He works at this place called Albion, um, and he's obsessed with historical accuracy and metallurgy. And he mm-hmm. fucking does like laser microscopes to look at the fucking ore and all that's in the molecular level. But he 
had a really cool presentation about five or six years ago about how the fuck did medieval and Renaissance people, without rulers, without these things, make such well-proportioned, well-balanced weapons and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And But then he realized like the tools that they had back then, you can make a perfect circle by having a line and a point yeah. And making a circle. Right. You can have a straight edge, right? Because if, if you, you can just half the circle, you can connect points of a triangle, all those things and make a straight edge, right? Or a straight enough edge that it right, doesn't right, matter right. if it's just like a slightly off by a billionth of a degree. And so he started designing all of his weapons now with this proportional method. And it's cool because if you look up Peter Johnson and proportions, you'll see like a ton of videos yeah. where he shows how, look, I could if if I want to say this this sword is going to be seven circles that are like three inches in diameter each within those circles at the third circle i'll put the cross guard and then i'll do and then i'll yeah. the lines down here if i connect them to the pommel it creates this shape of a, this kind right. of and all this weird shit so yeah. it's pretty simple but exactly like we were just saying you couldn't tell that by you couldn't reverse engineer that right you just have to kind of figure it no, out by trial and error or no yeah. and that's where the ancient astronaut theorists will go well, they can't just know it's like right, well right. yeah but they live for they thousands of years yeah. desperately trying to figure things out. And that's yeah. what that was my point about this too, is like, how could this unique shape be blah 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 blah? And it's like, just to get a fucking building to stand up, you need at least three sides, right? I mean, right. or else you don't have a you don't well, have an archways, right? Like right? that the Greeks found out, you know, exactly. All that kind of stuff. Uh, now, what you didn't mention is how that Johnson character got a start mm-hmm. with proportions as well. Mm-hmm. We had that famous t shirt company in the eighties and nineties called Big Johnson. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Where and it was it, like Big Johnson fishing, Big right, Johnson right. surfing, Big Johnson, all those things. So well, and he's you, part of the Howard Johnson empire, and so yeah. he took his money, he moved to Europe, got very expat yeah. about yeah. it. and uh, But he used the money from the Howard Johnson empire to fund all of this yeah. crazy stuff. So. But do you remember those shirts? Yes, I the do. Big yes. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom would not let me get those. <laughs> I remember those were always like at the fair or at like exactly. some dumb shitty shirt shop. And that's so. where we saw them was the Orange County Fair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, if you guys want to have some fun, go Google yes. Big Johnson yeah. T-shirts, like, 90s. Yes. And get some dumb, very punny, Inappropriate punny stuff. <laughs> the perfect dad shirt. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so then they're freaking out on the show because that a, a similar symbol also appears in Nazca. And it's in some, like, non-touristy part of Nazca. And Childress chimes in and explains a little bit. He goes, uh, it is by far the... Strangest and most math, most well, math, yeah, math. I was gonna say, you go, <laughs> little modern houses, <laughs> most mathematically precise of all the diagrams at Nazca. Um, and it looks kind of similar, it looks like two rectangles on top, and then a very similar star triangle circle pattern in the middle. Um, and uh, they call it the uh, sun, and, the sun, star, and cross. If you want to see what it looks like on Google, um, and he's right, it is way more precise because Nazca is a very loosey goosey kind of hand drawn feel to everything, um, and uh, generally straight lines. But there's a lot of like weird, shitty birds, but then like really straight lines in the middle of it and stuff like that. Everyone knows what the fucking Nazca lines look like. So, um, but uh, they do mention that the shape is squares within squares and wheels within wheels, boys. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Childress chimes in again and says, uh, when you look at it, it's very clearly what is called a, a mandala or a yantra, uh, as it's called in ancient Tibet. And what a mandala yantra glyph is doing uh, in a remote desert of Peru is very interesting. So, again, they're kind of talking about how nobody could have just known how to make squares or circles or triangles. Mm-hmm. Literally, probably in four hours, 
if you had somebody that was just like, oh, wow, and then and just started trying more and more things, you'd have 10 times more intricate shapes drawing in the fucking dirt with a stick. You know, like, it's just not, it's not, this is one of those things that is so not that complicated that they're making it into something very, very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, think about folding fucking paper when you're a kid. You didn't know right, what origami right, was, right. but you're like, oh, I can just do this and this. And then when you learned, right. you could fo- fold paper in these geometric ways, you're like, and then you could start doing stuff yourself, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I made the point in my notes, like, no culture owns what shapes or geometry is. It's, mm-hmm, it's a, mm-hmm. a, it is a universal thing. So, um, anyway, they go, uh, they mention the temple of Bora Bador, um, which uh, also has, it's, it's built of squares with a circle. And then I'm like, yeah, but you guys, any fucking temple now, you can say has round parts and square parts. This is mm-hmm. where it just goes off a fucking cliff. And you're like, who gives a fuck, you guys? Like, right, right. It's all basic geometry, right? Bora Bora is the one with all the bells that I think are like the time-traveling bells or the, the stupas. Right, right. Um, but uh, uh, so Sukes, though, he says, of course, ancient people must have been in contact with each other, and this is the classic, like, you know, the freeway of the aliens going across the sky and just dropping off and teaching people loads of stuff, you know? Right, so, right, right. Um, but uh, we go to the next segment. We do, we, They talk about how Easter Island... Machu Picchu and Mohenjo-Daro. Mohenjo-Daro, you might remember as the place where they think a bomb went off because there's evidence that people died of a radiation blast or something right, there. Right, right. Um, but uh, they're all seemingly connected by a straight line around the center of the Earth. And I'm like, yeah, again, put this is all world grid stuff. Put a line, put enough lines anywhere, and you're going to generally hit cities and other things. And also. What do you consider an important enough power place or site to be included on a line? Right. Because you can not include or include whatever the fuck you want to Mm -hmm. make more lines around the world. So um, they do say, like, there is a little margin of error, but it's never a a big margin of error. Right. right. Okay. Okay, Now you're getting. How big? Yeah. yeah, How big is it, Sukes? Right. right, (laughs) Fucking tell us. Um, But uh, Kathleen Coppins comes on again, and she's like, she's usually very irreverent, very whatever. And this time she's like, now this cannot be an accident it cannot be a coincidence that three places are on a straight line with each other mm-hmm. around a sphere <laughs> yeah okay oh, great. um but uh, ever seen a basketball before dummies mm-hmm. yeah, um yeah, ever been to black raw um but uh anyway uh let we get to another suk alert here again this is pedestrian ass sukalos he's i think he's better than this he's dumbing himself down it's frustrating but he says this is bizarre because only a people capable of flight or able to look at maps would be able to do something like this to right. tell people to put these here and here and here. I'm like, okay, I guess. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> Oregon, Portland, Oregon. No. Yeah. Uh, Portland. <laughs> uh, uh, as we talked about before, it's very likely that these power places were built on the many, many, many ley lines or the magnetic, the lines that like are, or the, or the, the spots on the earth yeah. that are magnetically more charged up. And it doesn't, it could, it, you could totally, totally bro science me and go, well, yeah, the crystalline right. structure of the rock under the earth channels uh, magnetism in a straight line. I go, okay, that sounds sort of, I don't know if that's true, but right. I'm like, that sounds sort of smarter than this shit, you know, that it had to be aliens flying around teaching people stuff yeah. for sure. So again, not that there's anything wrong with that, but just that that's that can't be the only. It's a much too simple explanation yeah, that, that doesn't easy. take into account a lot of basic facts. So right, right, um, right. we get a Wilcock drip here, and he says, "This is the closest to like the early wake up." He goes, yeah. "Look, this is not something that can be explained away with a coincidence. 
It's time for us to responsibly take a look at what we're really seeing here and understand that there is a worldwide, highly intelligent plan behind what we are seeing. And then Childress chimes in to support that, and he says, uh, the idea that ancient buildings are encoded with information and, and where they sit on the planet is all part of an intricate, intricate code is a fascinating idea, and one that we're just beginning to understand. So, again, editor fail here. Wilcop saying, Caucus saying, this is all, come on, guys, it's all right here. We all fucking know this shit. And then Childress is saying, we're kind of just beginning to see this. <laughs> right, right, okay, right. Why are you fucking contradicting your yeah, own people yeah. on the show? Yeah. Um, and so we go to the last uh, segment well, here. Well, Bandy wants to know if the Widow oh, yeah. Coppins will be getting a tagline of any sort. Hmm. I've talked about that, but she did have to go through the death of her husband, so I guess right. I kind of feel bad. But hey, Linda might have, for all we know. Yeah. Now, Linda seems like a strong woman who would never have let a man keep her shackled to a house. She had to travel the world and do journalism. Right. <laughs> Steve doesn't Sorry. like that. <laughs> no, no. Hey, she wants it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. She Kathleen McGowan is on so kind of scattershot, and she never says anything. I, I rarely yeah. quote her because she just doesn't. All she does is just repeat what the narrator says. Yeah. This is like the hottest take she's ever had on the show. Is that this can't be a coincidence? Like making right. a claim about something. But who knows? If she maybe she's earning it now. Maybe I'll give her something. But um, I don't know. What would it be, Kathleen? Yeah. Widow's Peak. <laughs> yeah, Kathleen Commons gives us a Widow's Peak, peak in the, her thoughts. <laughs> oh, uh. That is perfect, yeah, actually. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I'm a gallon glimpse. It's just a boring one, but yeah, Widow's Peak is perfect. Yeah. Um, messages in the body here, right? So what is, what is our DNA telling us? Yes. I have to come out and spray on the concrete. And Steve's wrist. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> Just like the lovely young Chinese dogs, <laughs> yes. a.k.a. Mexican dogs, oh, yes. apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, we get a, uh, a little history on DNA's discovery. Um, uh, Dr. Crick is one of them, very close to Crick's. Um, but uh, yeah, he's one of the scientists in 1953 who... <laughs> What's up? Sorry. Bobani said, include cancer and come in it. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh boy, um, but yes, uh, a little history about DNA and when they the Crick and this other dude found the double helix structure of DNA right. and the nature of it. And so, um, but even this guy Crick said it's so complicated that it, this couldn't have ever formed or evolved naturally on Earth. It had mm -hmm. to be extraterrestrials. Uh, I could, I'm sure I could look it up, but I didn't. But I'm sure he probably said something more about God or the divine and not extraterrestrials because they go. Mm -hmm. He basically says extraterrestrials. I'm like, I don't think he said that, but. Um, we get Medallion Man on here, William Henry, for the first time, and he says, uh, no, he's not. He had something really boring to say earlier, yeah. and I didn't put him in. But he says, uh, the message here is that our DNA didn't come from Earth and that we were, in fact, seeded from the stars. Um, and so then we get a Wilcock drip. This is like, what he's about to say here just shows how dogmatic and religious he is about ancient astronaut theory mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. all, and all this kind of esoteric stuff. Very close-minded. He says, the DNA molecule itself is the equivalent of the entire Encyclopedia Britannica being dropped out of a helicopter, chopped into individual words, I guess by the blades, where I'm like, does that mean the helicopter's upside down or right, floating right. up through? I don't know. Um, and then as the words fall out of the helicopter, they all arrange into the correct order that they were in. That is the madness that is required to even speculate the DNA evolved here on Earth. He gets all charged up, and it's like, that's the, and like I was telling Steve, 
the classic argument for Christians for for how silly evolution is right is uh, a tornado blowing through a junkyard has a better chance of forming a functioning 747 out of disparate parts than uh, humans evolving or the or the earth being created by chance or whatever mm-hmm. like that. Um, but uh, well, then that always goes back to the Sukalos questions he would ask the the extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't ask anything but this one question. It was right. who taught you? Exactly. So at some point something is created, but then who create? And then you just go on this infinite loop backwards. Of exactly. If it's all creation, yeah. then who created? Who was the first creator? Right. And if it's not, then what was the first random generation? Exactly. Of and that's the thing too. Like, and it's this. You know, this is it's doesn't not meant to sound diminishing, but it's like. If you had 500 million years to pull a slot machine lever over and over, right. you'd get a lot of fucking jackpots, like a lot. In fi- in probably one day, you'd get a jackpot if you could sit there for 24 fucking hours. I mean, depending on how those fucking snakes in Vegas program the thing, you know. Yeah. But um, but uh, my stepdad would call them something else. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they can't resist the urge. I'm very gay in the Hebrew world, yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, but yeah, like given enough time of which the universe had nothing but time and nothing was going on except the cooling of a giant explosion for fucking billion the first billion years it was right. just shit cooling down sort of or yeah. whatever and that's a billion years yeah. everyone wants to act like this all happened like that yeah. you know gotta let that not like a Thanos snap but yeah gotta let that bathroom cool off it exactly. took a billion years after yeah. that shit yeah. About 35, 45 millennia. Yeah. <laughs> then you guys can go in there, maybe light another match. Exactly. But, uh, and I'm yeah. going to have to in just a minute. Oh, here. boy. Um, but I rush through it. I got a poo poo. Um, but uh, anyway, they then talk about how DNA is like the perfect message delivery molecule. They go on, no. they have some like weird German British guy that Steve was laughing at the way he yeah. says words because it was a really <laughs> a weird, subtle, but like right. specific accent. But uh, talking about how DNA is great because it lives a long time. Uh, it has a perfect, a, a close to perfect encoding system of data, um, and uh, you know every time you shine up, you shine a flashlight through DNA, it just has data from Star Trek: Next yes. Generation hey, there asking some question. Yes, um, but uh, anyway, so they're saying you know oh if you're going to you know enco- you leave a message for future people, uh, DNA would be the perfect way to do it or whatever. I'm like okay, I, I, was he even being asked the same question that mm. Wilcock is fucking freaking out about or whatever? That's what I would love too. Is like yeah. to see what the the topics or thought starters were for these answers compared to who they're who the editor is showing in line with them too. So mm. um, anyway, they go into how the number three is now the sacred number uh, because there was three codons in DNA that hold all the information. There's uh, and the number three is what makes geometry possible, the third right. dimension, right? To make a triangle. Otherwise, you just got train tracks, baby. Yeah. Uh, side by side. <laughs> and uh, um, and they go into how, because basically Wilcox says, because the universe is geometric, then the number three as the source of geometry makes DNA divine or a. of the universe. But I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, d- if... There's no there's it's not weird to think that all the stuff in the universe has to fit into the universe somehow. Like, you know, it's not like the universe is here and then like Travis Taylor was saying, like we're all made up of this quantum stuff, you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's all it's all we're all of each other. Um we finish out here with Childress uh, chime in and he says, uh, is it some kind of message from the past that we can decode all these messages in the future when we've evolved to some 
higher state. And so it's all they, – they, they have, like, five people in a row saying, like, yeah, like – you know, these it's staring us in the face, and we just have to be more evolved to understand it. And Bob- what are they trying to tell us? Bobane says in Disney's Club Thirty Three. Yeah, okay? exactly. Three, three, yes. three, 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 three. <laughs> um, but yeah, because uh, I'm about to caca my pantalones. That's it for this episode. Um, uh, thank you very much for subscribing. Thank you for <laughs> your support on Patreon at patreon.com slash twitch.tv slash Thanks, guys, for watching the Twitch stream. Appreciate you. Subscribe to the show. Tell your friends about the show. Um, and uh, next time, I'm not sure which episode, because I have to figure out the fucking order. I think we jumped to season 10. That's what the preview had, but there's two, ma- there's two episodes we're missing from season 10. Right, but we can figure it out. Anyway, we'll figure it all out. Anyway... Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Georgina. I love you, sweetie. My little butthole's pro-cutsy for you. Bye. Bye. Bye.